0: Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn and this is Rewilding. We have eclipse season coming up and it has a lot to do with relationships. (laughs) This is gonna be wild for some of us. It's not just relationships outside of ourselves, right? So this full moon, the reason I'm talking about eclipses is one, we're in the eclipse portal already. But two, this full moon is on the Aries Libra axis. That's the axis illuminated during this eclipse season. So, this full moon on the 29th of September gives us clues and insights around what all of October into November will be like for us. Kind of the themes, kind of what's coming up, where we're being asked to change things and up-level things. It's very destined. Eclipses are extraordinarily destined moments where they're literally... The world is working in ways to get you on your destiny line, get you moving along your destiny line. It's stunning, it's beautiful. Um, I love this conversation as a way of working with that energy. Um, Yes, we talk about this full moon, of course, but it's part of a much bigger thing that's going on, so we also expand into that. Um, Let me see if there's something a little extra that I can share with you. Okay, well one, let me share this first and then I'll find something extra to share with you. We've got the challenge, right? Our yearly free rewilding challenge is happening. It's coming up. Um, We've just gotten all the details up. You'll find it below. I'm super crazy excited. It's happening in this eclipse energy. This is crazy beautiful to me, right? What a way to support transformation and change and our relationship to ourselves. So this whole challenge, it's about true self. It's about uncovering more and more of ourselves, peeling back false masks, um, absorbed conditioning, all the things that keep us small, even when we don't know it or how um, it's happening. It's stunning. I love it. I'm crazy excited to share it with you all. Again, it's totally free. It's one of our big free challenges. There will be, I don't know, five or six hours, of rewilding workshops. Yeah, like the good stuff. Um, so, would love to be there with you. I would say go there now. There's cool stuff happening already around the challenge. The link is in the description below. Maybe even do that before you listen to the rest of this podcast. I don't know. Up to you, but <laughs> it's good stuff going on. All right. Let me feel a little something extra about this full moon. Hmm. I think I could have talked a little bit more in the main conversation around culmination. Full moons are about culminating energy, right? It's the full illumination of the moon. We've just come through the equinox where days are equal to nights. For us in the northern hemisphere, we're moving into harvest time. So something, and even if you're kind of in springtime, there's, there's a different vibe and you can kind of shift it, um, into what feels right for you, but feeling into what is it that I've been working toward that I'm now ready to start to harvest and you can actually look back to March, April. You can look back to March, April, and go, "What seeds did I plant in March and April that might now be coming to fruition, or I can see them growing, or they're they're actually kind of ready to harvest in a certain way?" All right, so that's maybe the extra little thing that I'd love to share with you. Um, super excited to be here with you all. I'm just crazy grateful. Here's the other thing I'd love to I, I'd love to ask you all to. If you can, on whatever podcast platform you listen on, if you could leave us a review, they're super helpful. It is Rewilding's eighth birthday on October 10th. I think I may have said it was our ninth birthday somewhere. If you heard me say nine, that's not right. <laughs> it's eight. It's our eighth birthday, which feels wildly infinity. Eight just feels, I don't know. I'm not a numerologist, but. I can feel what eight feels like in my body and it feels like a lot. Anyways, it's our eighth birthday. That's part of the reason we're doing this big free challenge is just to celebrate that and thank y'all for a long time. And even if you're brand new, um, thanks for finding us. It's beautiful. But if you do enjoy the podcast, it would be wonderful. Um, And so um, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave us um, a review on the podcast there. I don't know. They just help a ton. Uh, and yeah, it'd also just be great to hear from you all. Uh, I love that part. Um, you can always come hang out with us in the Facebook group as well, and if you want to pop over to the YouTube video and leave comments down there, I hang out over there as well. All right, um, that's enough. of <laughs> me be talking on and on and on in the intro again. Enjoy the episode. Let's do some really fun rewilding astrology and embodied astrology for this Aries full moon coming on September 29th, 2023. What do I mean by rewilding and embodied astrology? One, rewilding to me really supports destiny, like coming back to true self. How do we get back to true self? What is this full moon supporting? us to remove, to release, to let go of. What is the culmination of true self? What are the challenges? This is an extraordinarily fated moment in time. Why? Because we're an eclipse window. Eclipses are destined events. It's very aligned with our true north, right? That north node, south node line in astrology. It's lit up like crazy over the next, uh, I would say, uh, there's two eclipses. Sometimes there's three, but this particular season, there's two eclipses. It's already activated, already alive and illuminated. I would say about two, three weeks after eclipse. It's kind of the, the big window. And of course they last all the way to the next eclipse season. Sometimes people will say that they will last beyond that. That's fine, however we wanna feel about it. But the big portal window of intense eclipse energy, which is a lot of change, a lot of transformation, a lot of what is it that wants to be eclipsed into my life and what is it that wants to be eclipsed out of my life? That's such an easy, simple way to feel into eclipse season. Uh, So I want to talk about that in this conversation, how to ride this eclipse wave that's coming our way, how to get the most out of it, because it is supporting your destiny. It can be hard and challenging as shit, um, but we can talk about some ways where we can get into the slipstream, you know, like what really helps us to get into that slipstream Uh, to propel ourselves toward true north without a huge fight, right? Without like kicking and screaming and fighting so that the eclipse has to deliver, you know, really disruptive events, really challenging things to get us um, into deeper alignment with where we're really called to be going. Uh, That's one thing that I really want to talk about. The word disruptive reminds me of there's a lot of Uranus energy happening at the moment. Lot that's disruption, right? A lot of waking up, like a shake up to wake up kind of energy, a lot of lightning bolt changes, change in direction. Uranus can be a disruptor to the present moment, a disruptor to like everything's seemingly fine, and then whoosh, like a big surprising moment can come along. We'll talk about that. There are many aspects to Uranus during this full moon. Back to the eclipse. This full moon, here's kind of a third theme we'll talk about. This full moon is pointing to what your personal eclipse themes will be. So you really want to pay attention to what's going on around this full moon because it's kind of giving you like a little teaser it's like a trailer to a movie right your life movie during eclipse season and it's giving you the trailer of hey here's what we're really going to be throwing lightning bolts of change at during this full moon this can be so beautiful so insightful and so informative on how we can work with eclipse energy so that kind of goes back to how I started this conversation of saying, let's do some rewilding astrology. And I kind of talked about that, the coming back to true self, right? Coming back into alignment with your North Node, peeling back the false masks and the absorbed conditioning and the wounds and the upper limits and all the unconscious stuff that gets in the way of true self. It's kind of how I would describe rewilding, at least for us here, then embody embodied, astrology is uh, let me see how can i feel into that it's like as above so below right what's happening outside of us is also in some way happening inside of us for some of us it will be much louder some of us are very very embodied very experiential beings and so when let's say for instance venus is retrograde it very much affects our feminine system inside of ourselves. So I know for some of us, our like monthly cycle got thrown off during a Venus retrograde because it points right into our bodies and we're very, very embodied about it. And so I want to talk about that too during uh, this full moon. And of course, as always, Life's cheat sheet, right? <laughs> Like, What are the little tips that can come about in this conversation that really help you to plan and to, you know, like what is it that I can be pouring my attention and my life force into that really makes sense? Where is it that the rub could be, the triggers, the challenges could be so that we can go in eyes wide open and make really good decisions and get the most out of this? To me, eclipse seasons are... <laughs> fucking glorious. (laughs) They are deep, wild times of truth. right? But we have to be prepared for that in order to get the most out of it. We have to be okay with truth. And so that's something that I would very much encourage us to kind of start to move into around this full moon or hold this intention around this full moon. Full moons are a lot about truth as well. They shine a light. They shine a light sometimes on what we couldn't see before right? So feeling into just being so okay with truth being revealed, like, give me the truth. I'm in whatever it is. My job no longer serves. Okay. I'm so accepting of that truth. By the way, that's tip number one for how to get the most out of eclipse season, for how to get into the slipstream. right? How to let it propel you forward is to be so open to truth. Be so open to truth coming in From all kinds of different angles, right? That's the Uranus sort of thing coming in from left field, you know, from social media, from a friend conversation, from a dream you had. Neptune's also kind of in the mix, so there can be some of that dream like, um, mystical fog sort of a thing that can be happening. I love working with Neptune energy around loosening, um, Deeply ingrained patterns, like if it's a deeply ingrained nervous system pattern, a deeply ingrained thought pattern. Um, Neptune's really good at coming in and kind of fogging those out to allow for new. It's a lot of new. Here's the wild part. This is going to be the challenging part. This sucks. This sucks. It sucks for me. I think it sucks for a lot of people. Some people it'll be fine for, but for some of us, it really sucks. We're going to be feeling with an Aries full moon, we, we want to charge forward, right? Aries, that's god of war, right? Related to Mars, god of war, warrior. We want to charge forward. We want to pioneer into the new. We, we, we want to go, right? It's fire. We want to go. <laughs> we still have all of the planets past Mars, right? So everything, Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto, uh, Chiron, I'm going to throw him in the mix. Who am I missing? Uranus. All of them are still retrograde. That's intense. Y'all like that's intense that the personal planets. So weirdly, the personal planets are now direct. Although I want to talk about this energy too. Mercury, the mind, Venus, the heart, values, relationship are still in their shadow. That can be tricky because we think we're in new territory, but we're not. Yes, they're moving direct, but they haven't made it into t- new territory yet. Yeah. So they're kind of in like they're Final insights of those underworld journeys, of those retrograde journeys. Yeah, that can be tricky. So, just overall, right? Without getting like too detailed into this, let's do life tip. Life tip is, yes, um, there's a lot of pioneering energy. Yes, there's a lot of wanting to move forward energy. And there's the tension of a lot of stuff still being retrograde. And not moving forward yet, right? So us being okay here's kind of uh, this is like tip number two, just letting the tension and this is tough sometimes, letting the tension be a gift, right? Letting the tension between, all right, let's go into forward into the new. And there's still insights being revealed. There's still little things dropping off. There's still more truth to be seen. I haven't quite gotten the full picture yet. I might not be able to make as big of a step forward as I want to make. But you, you know, us each feeling into for ourselves of how can we work with this tension? What is this tension? How is it showing up in our lives? And, you know, how can I tension is very revelatory. When we talk about tension in astrology, it's very revelatory, right? It's like, it's in the tension that the change happens, right? And so can we allow the tension to be that which is bringing the change and the transformation that is for our highest step forward, our highest good, our true north? Because again, remember, we're in eclipse season and eclipse season is all about your highest path forward. And eclipses, I love eclipse energy because eclipses are, they kind of don't care if they hurt your feelings. They kind of don't care if they pull the rug out from underneath you. It's, I sometimes explain it like, it's like a moment in time where the veils are thin enough that the energetics can reach down into your life and just move physical objects in ways that they normally can't. Like can Move a relationship, can obliterate something, can, and I mean, you can think about this. This is also just outside of our lives. I love talking about very personal um, astrology, but you can think about this in much greater terms too. But it's really veils are thin enough so that like destiny, like the hand of destiny can reach down and like grab you by the scruff of the neck and move you. And will move you sometimes through very challenging situations, very triggering situations, um, very unexpected events happening. It's it's stunning. It's stunning when we really feel into what is this showing me? What is this showing me? There's tip number. What are we on four? I don't know. Um, for this moment in time in this eclipse season, like what is this showing me? even the challenging stuff the great stuff yes the challenging stuff yes the unexpected stuff yet but to really go okay this is perfect i and it can suck right like perfect things oftentimes suck they suck we can't see the perfection right we're not built to see the perfection but if we can meditate on that. If we can somehow move ourselves into a higher bird's eye view perspective and just go, or just even like try to trick yourself. If you can't get there, like fake it till you make it, right? Just like, okay, if this breakup was perfect, if it was perfect, right? What What is it showing me? And something else in eclipse season is what is the deeper truth being revealed here? What is the deeper thing happening? That's just surface level. The breakup was just surface level. The deeper truth being revealed is that you're moving from hyper into more interdependent and you couldn't do it in that relationship, right? Or you're moving from unhealthy codependent dynamics in that relationship into healthier interdependent dynamics and you couldn't do it in that relationship. So that, do you see what I'm saying? So eyes wide open and just ask and meditate and journal on and reflect on and do rewilding workshops. By the way, there's a rewilding challenge happening. It starts on October 10th, rewilding's birthday. This is so good. It's in eclipse season, right? The first eclipse happens October 14th. We are literally holding a challenge over that eclipse. This is mental to me. We've never held a free challenge. It's free. It's free. You get like four, five, six hours of rewilding. Free. Totally free. It's kind of in celebration of our birthday. Also just kind of in celebration of we fucking love our community and we love you all and we do a free challenge every year. And here it is. <laughs> um, you'll find details below um, to join. Would love to be there with you. Would love to support you through eclipse season in that way. Super supportive of this challenge, super supportive of change, super supportive of transformation, super supportive of finding true self. It's a, it's a challenge based on the feminine. Um, It's a challenge based on rewilding for women, kind of that division of rewilding. So if you identify in any way, shape, or form with woman or feminine, you are so welcome to come and uh, join the journey, join the challenge with us. It's going to be fucking huge. (laughs) Um, Okay, Uh, that was a little bit of a, (laughs) okay, this is what I was sharing, anything that helps you to get out of little self and into true self, right? To really see from, you know, uh, like your mystic eyes, your wisdom eyes, your soul eyes. Like what is, what is my soul journey? This is a soulful time and that's where it can be tough because what's perfect for the soul doesn't always feel perfect for the ego, right? And it sometimes is hard to see what's unfolding, why it's unfolding. But if we can hold that state and be very, very curious about it and give ourselves the supports like the rewilding challenge um, or other supports, other practices, other whatever those are for you that help you to um, really tap into true self, tap into higher self. This is a moment of higher self wisdom right? Higher self guidance, higher self wisdom. We we talk a big game about soul purpose, right? Like soul purpose, soul callings, destiny. What is my greatest path? Yeah, that's eclipse season supporting that, right? Like it's the greatest time to be doing that sort of work and holding that kind of intention and just really being kind of in the background, always open to that, like, okay, cool. All of October, all of October into November is helping me get into deeper and deeper and deeper alignment with soul purpose, soul truth, soul calling, my highest expressions of self. And it doesn't have to look pretty (laughs) because sometimes we go there kicking and screaming. Sometimes we don't want to awaken to the gifts that are being given to us. We don't want to awake. It's scary. A lot of times when we're really making steps forward toward our true north, it's scary. It's scary. It's unknown territory. So feel into that too. It's unknown territory. It's expansive. It's evol- it's, it's what you came here to evolve into, to experience. It's not something that's um, typically comfortable because it's outside of your comfort zone. That's part of what eclipse seasons are for, is they're pushing you outside of your comfort zone. Now, all of that energy aligns crazy good with this full moon in Aries. Aries loves pushing outside of the comfort zone, loves it, loves pioneering outside of the comfort zone. <laughs> Aries is like a bull in a china, china shop, right? Like, we're just going to go. We need to go. We need to move. We need to um, make steps forward. Um, and is also very sovereign. I love this about Aries. It's very independent and very sovereign and really helps us to understand what it is that we are longing for. Now, my invitation here, another tip, is to not let Aries only go after ego things, right? Because that can be one of those like tricky little shadowy sides is it's like, Aries can be warrior for ego or warrior for soul, warrior for surface level desires, or warrior for like the deep shit that really fulfills you, right, your deep purpose. So that's what I would highly, highly, highly recommend. We also keep kind of running in the background this whole time, especially during this full moon. Um, is to, okay, let me go to, is this really fulfilling? These are great questions to ask self. Is this deeply fulfilling? Is this spiritually fulfilling? Does this like, does this really feel aligned with my deepest purpose and the greatest gift that I can be giving this world in this moment? Those are great questions. On the feminine side of it, right, that feels like a little bit more masculine. On the feminine side of purpose and fulfillment, we can feel into does this create the greatest flow of love in my life? Does this, you know, this step forward so that we're not coming from a surface level place, we're not coming from an ego place, we're coming from the depths of our soul, but a more feminine based. Question to ask is Does this create like the flow of love on a deep, fulfilling soul level? And if it does, yes, (laughs) that is what we want to call into our lives or create or pour our energy into or focus on or step toward. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Because those eclipses are going to push us that way, anyways. They're the nodes of fate, like the north and south nodes of fate. And that's the line, that's the destiny line that we walk. Uh, So, okay, let me feel for a minute. I'll do more on Eclipse. We'll talk more about Eclipse in the challenge, actually, because it's so crazy supported with the challenge that we're doing. So I'll give more if you're like, "Wow, I want more Eclipse stuff. Um, Just know I'll do some lives. I don't know, we'll probably do some lives in our Facebook group, maybe some lives here in our YouTube channel, I don't know. But you'll definitely hear about everything when you sign up for the challenge. So even if you're just like, I want extra eclipse stuff, go sign up for the challenge, right? And then you get like six extra hours of fucking workshops to do. You can pick and choose. I don't suggest you do. I really suggest you actually go through in order, right? Because it's completely builds on itself. It's stunning. This thing is stunning, right? Like, I don't know. I could never repeat something like this, right? It was like where it's being done to you, right? And you're just kind of like sitting back like, oh my God, how did that just come through me? That's how I feel about this challenge. That's how I feel about it. I don't know. It's it's beyond me. Um, okay, let's go back to our astrology. Um I wanna talk about this, Mercury and Venus are still in their shadow. Mercury comes out of his shadow on the 29th. So on this full moon, Mercury, I think it happens after the full moon, I know it does. Um, So right after the full moon peaks, Mercury comes out of his shadow. He will be moving into new territory. That's great for the mind. Like know that the mind gets released just after the full moon, that whole journey through Virgo, right? The mind going in and revising, revisiting, reassessing, anything to do with Virgo, our daily habits, our health, our service to the world. We're finally going to be in new territory come the 29th. Venus is still in her shadow, right? Remember she had a 40-day retrograde journey. She's still in her shadow until October 7th. So just know She's still making her way through those last degrees where she went into the underworld. So she's still bringing the gifts back from that deep dive journey and tying up any loose ends, any loose ends around relationship. We got to talk about relationship with this full moon. We got to talk. This is going to be an intense eclipse season for relationship. It just is. Whether that's intimate relationship, friendship, relationship to ourself, it is because So this full moon, when the full moon's in Aries, that means, or when when the moon is in Aries, yeah, full moon in Aries, that means that the sun's in Libra. That's that axis. That's the eclipse axis. So that's where north and south node are, is north node is in Aries, south node, north node where you're headed to is in Aries, south node is in Libra. So what is this all pointing to? And what is this access? Let's talk about this access first. It's the relationship access. It's the me, Aries, we, Libra, right? Self, Aries, other, Libra. Um, independence, Aries, interdependence, or on an unhealthy side, codependence, Libra, right? It's going to get Stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Something that we really want to think about is our relationship to others, our relationship to ourselves what's coming to the surface, again, just being really open. This is another one of those like keep this in the background during this eclipse season is what am I being shown about relationships? How can I move to the next level in my relationships? Because those buttons are going to be pushed. They're going to be pushed. There's no way around this. And they're meant to be pushed so that we evolve into greater and greater forms of relationship, greater and greater. It's like coming into next right relationship with self. Aries, North node, full moon, this full moon is in Aries. That's about self. So the primary focus is on self. We're going to feel that. It doesn't mean that we end our relationships. It doesn't mean, but it means that we get into next right relationship with self in a way that serves all of our other relationships. So let's say I come into next-right relationship with myself. And that means I come into healthier boundaries where I stop absorbing everyone's shit, right? I stop some other codependent patterns that I have or some other unconscious. So eclipses are a lot about bringing the unconscious to the conscious. A lot about that. By the way, Pluto is stationing direct on the 10th of October in this eclipse season. Pluto bringing the unconscious to the conscious, the hidden, the underworld. Like that just doesn't get any better. That's the day the challenge starts, by the way. I know, October 10th, Rewilding's birthday is the day that Pluto stations direct and we are such a Plutonian, right? With shadow work, with the dark masculine, the dark feminine, let's really reclaim what's hidden, what is in the golden shadow, what isn't, like it's just so, so crazy good. All right, back to the astrology. Can you tell I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit stoked about this challenge? Yeah. Um, back to this, this astrology. Um, feeling into this Aries North Node, this Aries Full Moon, we're going to get little insights around what, what themes will be illuminated even more during eclipse season. So pay attention to what's happening around self. Like for me, I was just meditating this morning and it was, I, I was diving into this. I'm letting go of an old way of protecting myself from others. I mean, it's like, it sounds like complicated and complex. Maybe it doesn't, but it was like, oh gosh, this is a part of what my journey is at the moment and most likely will be amplified are what our old old patterns that I had to keep myself safe amidst others. Like I'm, I'm a super shapeshifter, I'm a super chameleon, I'm a super empath, I'm a super fucking sensitive. It's part of the, the reason I can do what I do, right? It's a great gift, but it can also be a super great curse. And there's a lot of ways that I, as a youngster, set up different safety mechanisms so that I wouldn't lose myself. it's my deepest fear is losing myself. Deepest fear. It's the fear I've lived with for 44 years. Deepest fear. I'm going to lose myself because I just have that innate wiring. I just have it. And again, it's a great, great gift and can be a great, great curse. And so really feeling into, okay, now in my evolution, in The maturity level that I'm at now in myself, in my spirit, in my body, in my being, in my psyche, in all of me, right? What are the survival mechanisms that don't serve? And there are definitely some, and they are definitely falling away. And so feeling into that for yourself, that's just one random example, right? But feeling into, hmm, what is it? And, and eclipses require us to get vulnerable. Like that's kind of vulnerable for me. It's not vulnerable now because I've sat with it and I've been with it, right? And so I'm, I'm, and I'm. I've been doing this for so long that it's kind of just like, ugh, that, that, whatever. But, but us to be so okay to see. Um, let me feel for the best words to words to share here. So okay to see like old crappy patterns and for us to be shown them in whatever way it takes like we're sitting at the dinner table with mom and she does that thing that you hate and then you go oh my god i hate it i do it i hate it so much and i realize i do it i realize the reason i hate it so much is because i do that same thing to my kids and what i'm doing is i'm, I'm actually pushing my kids away when i do that i've actually closed down to love and I'm pushing my kids away when I do that. And it's a very unconscious pattern that I absorbed as a kid because it was something that I used to keep me safe in some way. Okay, random example. Uh, getting a little bit too far into the weeds on that one. But hopefully that helps you to serve to just feel into what, what it is that is coming for you around relationship to self and other. Think boundaries. Think Communicating, think expressing your needs, think receiving love, think um, receive, th- th- think the dance between the masculine and the feminine, right within yourself, in your world outside of yourself. All of those things are are up. They're all up right now. Um, outside of relationship, I'll just kind of weave another wild, beautiful angle to this. There's this other way of looking at things of South Node is where we've come from. It's the experience that we have. It's the gifts that we have been given. It's the wisdom we already have. So if we lean into Libra South Node, we know harmony. We know relationship, right? That's South Node territory. We know it. We know it. So we we know it and can we take, can we work with relationship? Can we work with community, with family, with intimate partnership, with whatever it is, friendship, team, to support our Aries individuality, our individuality, our expression of me out into the world, what it is that you're meant to pioneer out in the world. And I know I can say for me, like me working with the rewilding team and the way that I get to work with these amazing, beautiful, wild souls, it is that we all hold this space of, yes, we collaborate, yes, we are a team, and that supports each person's individual and unique greatest unfolding, Aries individual greatest unfolding. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't, there's a misalignment, there's a misalignment. And so let's figure out how to come back into alignment or maybe bigger steps need to be taken. Maybe bigger steps need to be taken. And so just kind of feel into that for yourself, um, what that brings up for you. Okay. Let me see what else, what else do I want to share here? Venus. We want to talk a little more about Venus. I know she's still, she's, coming out of her underworld journey. She's meeting goddesses, Hecate, queen of the witches, right? It's like she gets to meet her one last time and go, all right, I'm about to come out of the underworld, Hecate, queen of the witches, what do you got for me? Beautiful time to be open to witchy gifts, witchy insights, um, medicine woman type stuff, underworld, like you know what you know, but you don't know how you know it right? Maybe it's like an oracle skill, or maybe it's a, you just really know how to connect in with the land kind of a skill. Let that be open, right? Let let that be open. Venus is literally like still reclaiming some of those gifts to bring them into embodiment so that we can work with them and open to them in our daily lives. PS, one more shout out. I'm going to give another shout out. I'm not going to say one more because I'm sure I'm going to give another shout out. We do that in the rewilding challenge. That very thing, that very thing, like that Hecate, Venus, open up to the witchy gifts, like what's hidden, what have we not seen about ourselves yet? It's in the challenge. It's in the challenge. Again, it's totally free. Totally free. You could be guided right into that territory. All right, I'll stop, at least for now. Um, So that I love. Also, she's conjunct Juno, goddess of marriage. So that's really Again, what else is there to see here in the underworld around commitment, around long-term relationships, around marriages of all forms, marriages contracts of all forms? So that's another something to feel into. Um, Let me see. I said I would talk a little bit more about Uranus. He's Quincunx Mars on the thirtieth, trine Mercury, sesquiquadrate the Sun, square Venus. That's a lot of Uranus. that's a lot of Uranus. I talked about his energy at the beginning. How can we work with Uranus? (laughs) We kind of don't. He kind of works us. (laughs) He's literally like lightning bolt just coming at us. Um, So the best way that we can do it is kind of how I've already talked about it. It's to be open to whatever life is throwing at us. That's literally Uranus. It's being open to whatever life is throwing at us. Also, because Mercury's in the mix with the trine, that's a good supportive aspect, be open to how he's throwing thoughts at us. It's like flashes of insight. So be open to, not just what is life throwing at us, it's like what are the flashes of insights coming at us? You know, it's like being really open and they're quick. They're, really, they're like genius. It's like genius level stuff. And that line is just wide open during this full moon, wide open between Mercury and Uranus. That's really stunning. That's really, really stunning. Um, Okay, let me see what else. Mars is conjunct the south node. (sighs) That has a little more fire. That's the warrior. (laughs) That's, That's the energy equivalent to Aries, right? Masculine warrior energy is conjunct the south node also conjunct Eris. Eris has been on... Actually, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Eris is on the North Node. Eris is on the North Node. She's a feminine warrior for truth. Mars is on the South Node. (laughs) Masculine god of war. That's pretty faded. We got warriors. (laughs) We got warriors literally on both ends of our destiny line. On both ends, fighting, fighting for your Highest unfolding That's cool Uh, There was one other thing I wanted to share No, I think that's it I'm I'm, I'll talk more about this in the eclipse stuff. So we'll definitely do some eclipse videos They'll probably come about as lives during the challenge Um, Something will definitely be on the YouTube channel. But if you don't want to miss anything, just go join the challenge, right? Just go join the challenge. Then you'll make sure that you get all the workshops that are coming up to support eclipse. And you'll be sure to get all of the lives that are coming up because I just don't know how it's all going to unfold. (laughs) Um, But I definitely want to dive deeper into these eclipses. Uh, Definitely want to give you some, I don't know, just some more words around each of those two eclipses happening on the 14th and then on the 28th. Um, Obviously, it's that. Aries Libra access that we've talked about. That's what's lit up during these eclipses. Uh, I think that's it for me. Last one. This is the one I kept. This is the one I wanted to get to. There's more warrior energy happening during this full moon. It's that Pallas Athena's conjunct the sun. Yeah, we got another warrior. That's the feminine warrior is conjunct the sun. So there's a lot of warrior energy. And again, I want to reiterate this piece of let's, a way, I'll say this, a way to get the most out of this, soulful evolution, right? Deepest truth, living in that like core alignment, that fulfillment place. Like what is it that's really going to fulfill you? And it's not going to be some sort of ego desires. And that's the one thing that I want to just bring up again is like a red flag. These warrior energies, they can sometimes... Be serving the ego. With this much warrior, Ares will always take us deeper. Eris will always like, not interested. Right, Love her for that. But Pallas Athena, she can be surface level as fuck. Same with Mars. They can just be like given a task and they're like, and we'll just go. And you're like, wait, I didn't actually want the mansion on the beach. This isn't really fulfilling. Like, mm, this wasn't it. Shoot. I really, really just wanted a soulful relationship. Shit. Shit. That was a surface level creation. I wasted all of this time, effort, and energy creating something from the surface that's actually not fulfilling for me. So that's just something to really sit with is... Again, those questions that I asked earlier, right? I wanted to kind of the masculine side of things and the feminine side of things. By the way, there's a video that super supports this. It's the last video that we did, um, and it's on this masculine and feminine piece. (laughs) I forget what we called it. We've labeled it like many things, but it's like getting those energies to work together and can really help you to dive into masculine purpose versus feminine purpose, right? Masculine gifts versus feminine gifts. It's a really, uh, I don't know, it was one of my favorite videos. It's done the worst. It's like the video that's done the worst. And it's, it's like one of the, I don't know, one of the most insightful videos that's come through. But I love it. It's always like that, right? It's always it's always like that. And um, it just makes me laugh. So anyways, if you're interested in that one, which nobody seemingly is, except for me and those really deeply immersed into rewilding. Um, you'll find, we'll put links up here and down there, but I would say the greatest thing to do right now is to go join the challenge. Leave me a comment. Let me know that you're joining the challenge. I'd love to shoot you some love, right? I'm always in the comments after these videos. And if you are joining the challenge, let me know, cause I want to love bomb you and just specifically send you a little extra good juju for your journey. All right. Um, I love you all so much and it's just really beautiful to be here with you. I will see you when I see you, where I see you and how I see you. Mwah.